0: something to say hello everyone how are you doing today my name is charlie you might know me better as sci-fi fantasy writer ce dorset especially if you're reading my new book, Crucify My Love, or my sort of new book, The Chain, which is what this video is all about. Why do I always say that? watch too much YouTube, which is what this podcast is all about. Now, hopefully my voice sounds good. I am being kind of quiet. My husband is sleeping in the next room because he has a flight early, early, early tomorrow, and I'm trying to keep my voice down. So hopefully I'm not sounding too quiet, but it, things need recording. So what I'm going to be talking about on today's episode is why I am currently in the process of rewriting a book of mine that came out in, I believe, 2010. Actually, I wrote it in 2010. It was published in 2012. Um, and I want to talk about the process that got me to the point where I felt like writing, rewriting the book was the right decision and what that means but before we get into all that if you haven't already please um rate this podcast in whatever app you generally listen to me on that really does help out a lot it tells the algorithm to share me with more people the more people that listen the more people well we more chances we have to connect with each other and that's why i do this i just got a Wonderful um, voice message from, I don't know if I should call you Jack or JAC, that will be featured on next week's podcast. Really good message and something that I've thought a lot about too. So, yeah, we'll definitely be talking about that. Okay, so please indulge me. This may sound like I'm going to be overly self indulgent on this episode, but. This isn't so much a, by my book, why you should love my book or why I'm so great kind of thing. It's actually the opposite of that. I wrote The Chain over about a three-year period. And it's a book that I absolutely, truly, and deeply love. And it really means a lot to me. It was partially inspired by a song by a folk singer that I absolutely love who happened to, I happened to have met and I sent her an arc of the book and she had nothing but good things to say about it. And that really made me feel, you know, when one of your childhood heroes says nice things about you, I mean, what in life is better than that? But over the years, it's been a book that I've had some issues with and It's one of the reasons I think subconsciously, unconsciously, or maybe consciously, I don't know, I have defended George Lucas in his going back and editing Star Wars. There's always been some things about the book that bothered me that I felt that I didn't get right. And a lot of that was because of how close I was to a lot of the subject matter. The book is about a lot of different things, but one of the m- most important elements of the story for me was an exploration of gender. This was a point in my life when I had start, started reconsidering and recontexting myself. And up until this point, I had o- always kind of classified myself as an ultra-femme gay man and i was starting to realize that that wasn't true that wasn't actually who i was and i had spent a lot of time talking with some transgendered friends of mine about their experiences and what they had you know gone through and how they got to make that decision and one of the things that kept coming up When we'd talk was my brief stint doing drag in the 90s, which is something that really meant a lot to me, and maybe someday is something we'll talk about more on the show. I was never famous, nobody knew who I was, there was no drag race at the time, but it was one of those things that really meant a lot to me, and I was spending so much time, energy and effort... Dissecting gender and the idea of gender. And I was also very frustrated because when my previous books had come out, I would go to conventions and be treated like a writer. When Shine Like Thunder came out, I... And excuse my bad language here. but now I'm not going to say it. I, I was the gay writer. I almost said the F word because that's how I was treated. Um... <laughs> But I'm going to keep the clean tag. But I became the gay writer. And I was kind of in this double rebellious place where, okay, if you're going to call me a gay writer, I'm going to write the gayest book that has ever gayed onto the gayest stage that has ever happened. And I wrote The Chain really honestly believing that I was torpedoing my career. It was going to be the capstone on my grave. It was going to be that book that I just went to the mat for. And so when you read the book, there are no heterosexual characters in the book. I do apologize. There are only a few cis women in the book, and they do not figure prominently in the story at all. There is one transgender woman there's one what i would now call non-binary person in the book and several other people who are gender fluid or there really are not with the few exceptions robin being one of them no real binary male characters in the book either other than robin um And I did that very deliberately. I wanted to write a book that was, you know, as gay as gay could be. So it's set in a drag club where there are literal fairies. And, you know, like I said, I really thought it was going to be the end of my career. And I, I poured my heart and my soul into this book. And the problem for me in reading it is... I can see how broken and conflicted my heart and my soul were when I wrote that book. And I had toyed with the idea a couple years ago of doing a special edition of the book where I would expand it and add more scenes. There were other characters I wanted to be in the book that never made it in and other elements that I felt could have been fleshed out a little bit better. And that idea came and went and, you know, deep depressions came and went and the book was just kind of floating out there. And I started thinking about it the other day, as I often do in summer, because, you know, I think about what I'm wanting to put out in the fall and I really wanted to write the sequel because when I thought of the book, I had kind of devised it as a trilogy it was going to be the chain the pearl and the queen and i knew what i wanted to happen in each book and the main character was going to shift from book one to book two and maybe again in book three but probably not but it was going to move from nathan to daniel as a primary character and the more i thought about it the more i realized You know, instead of doing a special edition, instead of doing what I had thought about doing, which was writing a novella that would come out and kind of retell parts of the chain from Daniel's point of view. I really loved the story, and I wish I knew then what I knew now. I wish I had a better sense of gender, gender identity, and who, what those words mean. And the more I thought about it, the more I realized, you know, I can do better. And even though the book is out there, and I know how many copies I sold, I have in the past updated books on Amazon. And since the vast majority of people bought an Amazon ebook version of the book, um, I thought to myself, well no harm, no foul. What I can do is write the new one, do the rewrite, push it as an update. So everybody who already bought the book gets the new one. And if they want a copy of the old one, put a little note in that says that they can contact me and I will give them a you know a copy of the original so that they can have that. Because so I don't want to take that away from anybody who really loved it and Anybody who might like it better than the new version. But I really wanted to take time and rewrite this book. And it's a slow book. It's not fast paced. It's not a rip roaring adventure. And that's one of the things that I love about it most. And the more I thought about the chain and what I wanted to do with it going forward and really spend time with these characters again, the more I felt that it would be a disservice to the world and to the readers not to do another pass, not to go back to the text with what I know now. And it's not even so much about writing technique or writing style or, you know, because my technique and my style and my voice have changed a lot since I wrote the original book, but there's, there, I don't think anybody understood that Rouge was non-binary because I didn't know that word. I believe at one point in the book, they call themselves, um, androgynous because that was a word that I was familiar with but it didn't fit. It didn't work quite right. And because I also wasn't used to the idea of the singular they, I do believe Rouge is referred to either as him when out of drag and she in drag. And that's wrong. (laughs) Like that's such a disservice. Like Looking back at that book now, that's me misgendering a character, and the same thing's true for Harlow. Harlow was in my mind, and when when I wrote the book, someone who was on the cusp of transition, and she knew she was female, and enjoyed doing drag, and that's why she did drag. But she is not a gay man doing drag, and yet. Because of my own insecurities at the time, Harlow is introduced as a he and is treated as a he throughout the book, even though that's not accurate. And these are all related to my own personal hangups with gender that I had at the time, That because I couldn't find the right words for my own gender. And it wasn't until I heard a few people describe themselves as non-binary femme that I really understood who I am because that defines me because I do not identify masculine at all. And by saying non-binary femme, that's kind of like pointing to the points on the spectrum that you might find me depending on the day of the week, depending on, you know, where I am. But never really over on the masculine side. That's not who I am. And I didn't have that language. I didn't have those ideas back when I wrote the original book. And the original book is so much poorer for it. Like I still love the characters and I love the story, but I never promoted the book because I knew somebody would read it and say something to me about misgendering the characters. If they got it. Like, if the writing was even remotely clear enough for them to get what was going on. Like, I wanted to write myself a nasty review and say, how dare you misgender these characters? They deserve so much better than what you've done to them. And when I wrote the book, I was proud of how I had written them. Because I didn't know any better. And I, like I said, I was dealing with a lot of my own gender issues at the time as well. So it felt to me like it was only right to take the time and really do another pass to the book. Take all the stuff that I wanted to do for A Study with shadow, a study in Shadows, which was going to be the novella, the parallel novella, that told much more of the story from Daniel's point of view. Just fold that in to the new version. Allow Remus to be in the book because he was supposed to be in the book, but I cut him out in early stages because I felt like I was introducing way too many characters. And just have fun with it. Make it better. Make it the story that you wanted it to be when it first came out especially now that I have the language to be able to do that. And I think I have an audience forgiving enough and nice enough to allow me to take the time and really bring these characters out in a way that they deserve. It was a really hard, really hard choice to make because, you know, in the back of my head, I was thinking about George Lucas and everything that he went through when he did his touch-ups to the original Star Wars. And in some ways, that's a very vain way to look at things because I'm nowhere near as popular as a um, George Lucas. Like, I don't know how many were ever read. I know, you know, roughly a couple thousand copies of that book were sold in its initial push. I haven't really kept track over the years since then. But You know, I know that quite a few people have read that book and some people liked it and others, you know, pointed out problems that they couldn't put their finger on. And when you look at the reviews that it has on Amazon, you can see that some people pointed out like the characters are thin, like the characters just aren't completely there. And at the time I was outraged, you know, I was like, how dare anyone think that these characters aren't fully fledged, wonderful characters. And now looking back on it, I'm like, yeah yeah they're they're totally not who they're meant to be because you don't get to see them as they are and as they were meant to be so thank you for indulging me in talking about this and i think anybody who is contemplating doing this for their for their work it's been a very rewarding process getting to spend time with these characters and you know write this again, you know the the three chapters. I don't know how many. I think all three are up on Wattpad right now. But the three chapters that I have written for the book, the first one is the first book chapter that's in the book, but it actually starts earlier, and most of the words were rewritten. The next two chapters did not appear in the original book, though they were written for it um, versions of them were written for it. They were also rewritten heavily, um, for this version of the book. And it's just been so wonderful to do. And I don't know, I want to sell books. I want people to love my stories. I want people to like what I write. And I think every writer does, but I am more interested and I care more about having work that I am proud of than any of those other things. And I'm still proud of the original book, but I think when this process is over, I'll be even prouder of it because it will finally have the voice it was meant to have. It will finally be able to tell the story with the complexity that it was meant to have that many people missed because in my own security over my own gender, I did not write the gender of the characters well. And it does make the story feel a bit thin. And, you know, we're going to get to spend time with a lot of people that we didn't get to spend a lot of time with in the original version. So anywho, I'm, thank you for letting me talk to you about this. I hope that You know, I I don't do this too often. I've kind of given Fridays as a free day that I can talk about whatever I want on the show while I've themed the other days. But, you know, while this isn't strictly a writing podcast, you know, I am a writer at heart. And so I think just about everything that I do is built off of that scaffolding of how I look at things with that writer's eye where I tear apart the world building and the conlangs and you know all that especially since almost everything that I talk about is genre fiction but anywho, thank you so much for listening if you haven't already and the app that you're listening to me on allows you to do it please rate this podcast it really does make a huge difference if you've got a buck or two you can throw my way down in the show notes or over in the show notes wherever the show notes are in the app you're listening to me on You'll find a link to both the pa- my Patreon and the community, the Anchor Community Support page. Basically, the difference is: Do you want something from me? Because while um, I do give eBooks of everything that I write out to my patrons, um, you have to buy the eBook if you want it, and you're not a patron. Um, even though I do make it easier to read in various other formats, but the eBooks that's for there. Um, anywho, if you have the money, please join the project as little as a dollar a month. It really does help out a lot, especially when we don't have ads for the podcast. It really does help out tremendously. If you don't have the money though, don't feel any pressure. That's fine. But if you know somebody you think might like this podcast, please share it with them. That helps out immensely too getting the word out that this podcast exists. You have to think I started doing this podcast in 2007 and yeah, it's been kind of intermittent over the years because of depressive issues and whatnot. But you know, it's amazing how many people who, you know, how hard it is to get the word out that I'm doing this. I mean, this is, this is episode 790. I've done 790 episodes of this podcast. It's hard to get people to know that I'm out there. Anyway, um, if you want to send me a message, you can always send me a voice message. You'll find a link in the show notes that works on any device. You just click it. You have to sign up for an account because we do not accept um, anonymous uh, call-ins. But you can leave me up to a one-minute message. Keep it clean so I can use it on the show. I have one for next week that I'm really excited to talk about. Um, but I'm not going to spoil it because it's going to make a really good, really fun episode. But... Or if you want to not lend your beautiful voice to the podcast, you can hit me up on Instagram or Twitter. I'm CE Dorset on both. You can find links to everything over at ProjectShadow.com. If you want to read along with this rewrite, um, I'm on Wattpad. I'm CE Dorset over there. So look for The Chain by CE Dorset on Wattpad. Anywho, until next time, don't forget, have the fun. Bye.